0: Welcome to Tech Talk Online, sponsored by Stratford University. You can listen to Tech Talk Live Saturday mornings from 9 till 10. Find us online at federalnewsnetwork.com or hear us on the radio in the Washington, D.C. area on the following frequencies, 1500 AM, 1035 FM HD 2, and 1039 FM HD 2. We thank you for listening to Tech Talk Radio.
1: Interfacing complete, please stand by. Now downloading Tech Talk Radio with Dr. Richard Schertz and Jim Russ. Tech Talk Radio, it's technology you can understand. And now here are Dr. Richard Schurtz and Jim Russ.
2: Welcome to Tech Talk Radio. We are in the virtual faculty lounge at Stratford University Talking Technology. I'm Dr. Richard Schurz. And I'm Jim Russ. Lots of things going on this week. We're going to be talking about some interesting gifts to buy for techies for 2018. Just kind of an important thing. We're also going to talk about the top 2018 iPhone apps. And there's a new way to uh, I'm also talk about how you can block all those robocalls on your iPhone. And, of course, there's going to be something very special that we're going to be doing today. We're going to talk about the physics of champagne bubbles because we want everybody to be fully prepared for New Year's. And you really have to understand champagne bubbles if you want to truly enjoy your champagne. This week we're going to feature Cheng Wei. He is the uh, founder and CEO of Didi Chuching in uh, China. That is the number one, you know, uh, ride-hailing service, and he beat out Uber in China. It's an interesting, interesting story. And, of course, it was a huge, huge mailbag. Okay. Mr. Big Voice. Mr. Big Voice, please. Come in here, Mr. Big Voice. Get get in here, please.
3: Almost. There's a
2: letter in your mailbox. The oh. touchscreen is not working. Thank you, Mr. Big Voice. You know he, Jim. Yes, he, he was out with the champagne.
3: Okay, I'm finished making excuses <laughs> okay.
2: for him. He was out with the champagne. I hope the, I hope he had that we have some left for the champagne bubble demonstration. We got an email from Susan in Alexandria. Good morning, Doctor Shirts. You have recommended using cellular data networks rather than Wi Fi whenever possible, or using a VPN when a cellular connection is not possible. I recently heard a radio commercial about BlackBerry's Secure Suite product that referenced rogue cell phone towers. Uh, BlackBerry's Secure Suite seems to be a government enterprise solution. I don't think you've discussed rogue cell phone towers since September 2014. I tell you, Susan really knows what we discuss on this show. That's right.
3: We s- seem to have a groupie.
2: That's right. Are are they? Are cell phone towers a risk to cellular data connection, or is it uh, only to voice and text message privacy? Thanks for Tech Talk, Susan and Alexandria. Well, let's talk about BlackBerry Secure Suite product. It provides end-to-end encryption for both voice and data. So even if your uh, call is uh, intercepted uh, using a man-in-the-middle attack, which is what the rogue cell phone powers do, they still cannot listen to what you're saying or look at your text messages because of the end-to-end encryption. It turns out that security flaws in cellular standards permit this man-in-the-middle attack where they can basically take your cell... Uh, where they basically can uh, act like a cell tower and your phone connects to them and then they forward your message on to another cell tower. But because they have intercepted your cell phone with a rogue cell tower, they can actually see what's going on. And in particular, they can, uh, they can look at your, uh, at, the, uh, at the identification number of your, of your phone, your IMSI, and, it, and they can actually get your identification of your phone uh, and, you know, so they can track where you are and what you're doing. But this BlackBerry Secure Suite will keep you protected if you've got a, a rogue cell phone tower. Now, it turns out that cell site simulators, they're actually called MC catchers because they capture the International Mobile Equipment Identity Codes. Those are the IMEI codes, and that's the, that identifies your cell phone. So even if you're actually... Have, even if the, your data is encrypted so they can't see what you're doing they, they can identify your cell phone and they can track your cell phone as it moves around from rogue tower to rogue tower now once they're linked they can track a cell phone's location they can even surveil its messages and phone calls unless you have used end-to-end encryption in which case they can't do it now these are uh, there are powerful tools to uh, to to try to find whether there are rogue cell towers out there but in fact uh and you could probably change the cell phone standard so these rogue towers wouldn't work but there hasn't been a lot of interest on the part of homeland security to do that and the reason is they use this flaw themselves to track people and they're really not looking for things to be tracked so um now, one way you could protect yourself a little bit, you could turn off your 2G and 3G connections and only, and only have connection on fourth generation because many, many of the rogue cell towers out there are 2G and 3G, and so uh, you may you, you actually make yourself less susceptible to that. And welcome to Washington D.C. We're the this is the king of this is the king city for rogue cell cell towers. Is it really? Yeah. Because you see, all of these embassies can set up rogue cell towers in their embassy, and there's nothing we can do about it, because it's on you know their property.
3: It's sovereign property, right? It's
2: sovereign property, and so there, you know, we got all of these embassies, we have got all this secure stuff going on here. So Washington D.C. is probably the king of rogue cell towers. So if you're really worried about this, um, uh, you can you can always you can always leave your VPN. Uh, on all the time and uh now that if you get a vpn on your cell phone that just encrypts your data doesn't really encrypt your uh encrypt your uh your voice messages but at least your data is protected okay that was a very good question uh susan and you are in well alexandria so you probably have quite a few rogue cell towers in alexandria too We got an email from Marianne in Fairfax. Dear Doc and Jim, I travel internationally and have many contacts from around the world in WhatsApp. One person keeps sending me these annoying text messages. Now, I've ignored them, but I'd like to find a way to block them. Is there any way you can do that with WhatsApp? Love the show. Uh, When I have time to listen, Marianne in Fairfax. Well, Marianne, you can easily block messages in WhatsApp by blocking... The, by blocking that particular phone number, you want to open up the WhatsApp app on your phone. If you have the chat open, navigate back to the chat screen. Select the settings icon at the bottom right screen, and you'll see account will come up. Then click privacy, and then click blocked. And you can add new, new people to that. You just click on add new, which would be the plus sign, and you can choose a name from your contacts. Now, if if the name is not in your contact list, you can simply click on that number, uh, go to the chat box, click on the number, and you scroll down to the, uh, to, to the bottom of the screen then, and you'll see something said black block contact, then it will block that particular number, even if they're not in your contact list. It's very easy to do. We got an email from Philip in Kansas. Dear Tech Talk, myoutlook.com is putting legitimate emails into the junk mail folder. It seems very random, but some of my closest friends are going to the junk mail, and I'm missing their emails. What can I do to, to, uh, to handle that, and how do I stop this filtering of good emails? Well, what you need to do, you need to train the junk mail filter. Now, it does mean that you need to periodically log into Outlook.com on the web and see, and see, what your junk, see what's in your junk mail folder. And then for each non-spam message... Simply right-click on it and mark it as not junk. And this will train your Outlook spam filter so that it will identify that this is not junk. You can also set up a safe senders list. So you can click on the gear icon again and then click on Options, and then you can click on Safe and Block Senders, and you can identify your friends as safe, and they will never, ever be put in the spam filter. We got an email from Kirk. In Fairfax, dear Dr. Schertz, I'm a longtime podcast listener who will be soon upgrading several of my uh, family uh, computers, uh, and I've, I've heard you talk about um, encryption, and you, you, know, you, I, you, you, know, you talked about one time where you lost your computer, and you really weren't, weren't, weren't worried about data theft because your entire hard drive was encrypted. Tell me how that encryption works. I'd like to understand that a little better. Kind of walk through that setup procedure. Well, Windows 10 includes BitLocker data drive encryption, BitLocker drive encryption, which provides data protection in case your device is lost or stolen. BitLocker's been around for several years and can be used on Windows Vista, Windows 7, Windows 8, 8 8.1, as well as 10. Okay, BitLocker is not available on Windows 10 Home Edition. It's only available on the Windows 10 Pro Edition the Enterprise Edition or the Education Edition. I use it because I've I've got the Pro Edition. Now, if you do not have the Pro Edition and you don't want to spend $99 to upgrade to the Pro Edition, you could use TrueCrypt, which is an open-source encryption tool that is free. Now, the BitLocker encryption is built into the Windows 10 operating system and uses advanced encryption standards with a configurable key length of either 128 bits, which is default, or 256 bits, which really make your system secure. BitLocker drive encryption encrypts your entire drive. Now, if you have a computer that you purchased in the last few years, chances are it includes the Trusted Platform Module chip It's built into it. This is common on most laptops these days. To properly secure your Windows computer with BitLocker, Windows recommends that you use a Trusted Platform Module version 1.2 or later. Now I also recommend that when you set up the password to log into your computer, that you link it to your Microsoft account, because that, that, because if you ever forget your password and your disk is encrypted, and you can't get into your computer, if you lost everything, and if you've got your username linked to Microsoft and you forget your password, you can go to, to the Microsoft site and you can reset your password and it will communicate to your computer and your p- password is reset and you can get in your computer without a problem. So that would, be, um, that would be my best advice to you, and good luck with your encryption project. You'll certainly have some secure laptops there. We got an email from Lynn in Rockville okay Lynn uh, let's see what you got to say dear dr. shirts and Jim I'm constantly getting these Google warnings it says you you recently uh, we recently blocked a signing attempt to your Google Google account it then gives the time and location of the attempted sign-in it goes on to say see if anything is suspicious if so change your password what's the best practice to stop having this issue thanks Lynn in Rockville well, Take a look at the timestamp stamp and login. See if it matches any of your attempted logins, Or are they attempts by someone else? If they are attempts by someone else, uh, if, if they are attempts that you made, then you must be entering the wrong password too many times, and then they lock your account. If they're not your attempts and somebody else has gained access, change your password immediately. Whatever you do, if you get emails like this, do not click on the email link because it could be a phishing email. If, if you want to check whether you really do have a problem with your account, simply put in the go to your account directly. Don't use a link in an email. And, um, and then you'll be certainly safe. And you can always look at your last, last attempted login account. Listen, uh, we love your emails. You simply email us at Talk at stratford.edu and we'll get back to you as soon as we can.
3: We certainly will. It is Saturday morning and you are listening to Tech Talk Radio heard here on Federal News Network, or rather Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network, 1500 AM, 1035 hd 2 and 1039 FMHT2. You can watch us do the show by downloading the Periscope app to your device and following us at WFED Tech Talk.
0: From
1: the land where palm trees sway, here we know that If it's technology, it's Tech Talk Radio. IT trends, software, the internet, and IT careers. More of Tech Talk Radio, presented by Stratford University, coming up in a moment.
0: If it's technology, it's Tech Talk Radio. IT trends,
4: software, the internet, and IT careers. Here's Dr. Richard Shirts of Stratford University with Tech Talk Radio.
2: Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. We're in the virtual faculty lounge at Stratford University talking technology. And now it is time for...
1: Proof- I fixed it! I, I fixed A- something! A- wow.
2: Today we're going to feature Chen Wei. Chen Wei is known, best known as founder of DDT. Kuching, China's largest mobile transportation platform. And he is also known as the man that outmaneuvered Uber. Chen Wei was born May 19, 1983, in Shangro, China. When you t- are,
3: you're on fire with I the pronunciation today. I I'm just today. really
2: working on it. And when, time, when it came time for him to sit for his university exams, he was a little bit ill. He didn't feel good, but he took them anyway. His scores weren't that high, but he did manage to get into Beijing University of Chemical Technology. He received a B.S. Uh, from, uh, in business from Beijing University of Chemical Technology in 2004. Then as soon as he graduated, he got a job to serve as an assistant to the chairman of a foot massage company. And he worked there for about six months, and he said, "You know, this just is not what I'm, what I want to spend my life doing. Working as an assistant to the chairman of a foot massage company." So then, in 2005, he applied to Alibaba for a job in business-to-business e-commerce sales. Now, Cheng Wei rose into an in, in Alibaba up to being sales manager for the northern region of China for Al, Alibaba, and then in 2011. He moved to Alibaba's e-commerce online payment arm called Alipay, where he uh, rose through the ranks to become the company's largest regional manager. And then in 2012, he quit and started his own company called Beijing Orange Technology Company. And with that company, he launched Didi Dashi, which Didi Dashi means beep, beep, call a taxi. What? What? <laughs> That's right. Didi Dashi in Chinese means beep, beep, call a taxi. (laughs) That's funny. In 2014, Uber rapidly gained traction in China after its local unit received a cash injection from Baidu. But Cheng fought them. Now, he actually, uh, he's got a great eye for talent. By the way, he likes to wear these framed eyeglasses, rectangular-framed eyeglasses and polo shirts. So Cheng Wei looks a little nerdy, but he knows how to hire good people. So when Uber was trying to make their big move into China, he hired a guy away from Goldman Sachs Asia called Jean Lu. And Jean Lu was then promoted to chief operating officer and fundraiser. Under Ching Lu's guidance, Didi outmaneuvered Uber, because it gained backing from Apple. In February 2015, the company merged with its rival, Kaidi Dashi, to become DD Ka- Did Kaidi. DD
3: Kaidi.
2: DD Kuching, and then it was later named, renamed Gedi Didi DD Kuching. So we basically he merged with his his uh, his Italian his other Chinese rivals. He managed to raise money, uh, you, know, as, um, you know, in order to grow, and he started expanding and outmaneuvering Uber. In 2016, Uber finally decided they were not going to beat out Cheng Wei, so they decided to merge, as they say. And, and Didi Kuching uh, acquired all the assets of the Chinese division of Uber— and it's it, it including its brand, its business operations, and all the data for operations within China. Under the terms of the deal, Cheng Wei is a board member on Uber's board in the U.S., and Uber's CEO has a board seat on Didi's board. So you see he actually outmaneuvered um, outmaneuvered Uber, and this is the only instance where, where Uber's been outmaneuvered by another company, and he's like highly aggressive. Now, so the company, under Cheng Wei's leadership and Chen Lu's leadership, Didi is going to become one of the largest and highest-valued tech startups in China. His company has evolved from a simple taxi-hailing application to a private um, car-hailing to a hitch-hailing. Hitch this is social ride-sharing. They have buses, minibuses, chauffeur service, car rental service, and bike-sharing service. Cheng Wei is is also is those advocating that China needs to focus intensely on the development of artificial intelligence. Didi is investing substantial resources in AI and is focused, guess what, on self-driving cars, just uh-huh. like Uber. That's what you'd expect. He believes, Cheng Wei believes, that China will be the new driving force for the development of the Internet with Chinese internet companies out-competing their U.S. counterparts. So he is a tr- hard Chinese nationalist, as they say. Not a, he's not a communist, but he is believing in the trajectory of China. He's a, he reads a lot. In, in 2011, he wrote that he had developed the habit of going to the same bookstore every Sunday and curling up on the couch there and reading a book with a cup of tea. Now, his leadership style, as you might recognize, is cutthroat and tinged with (laughs) nationalism. He often references China's history and military in his speeches. Really? Yes. So everything is battle, battle, battle. So he's a real fighter, and that's why he beat out uh, Uber. So there you go. Jengwei, he's one of the uh, rising stars in the tech industry in China.
3: Okay, so two things. I was screaming and yelling as we went into this bit because the, t- the touchscreen was not working. Uh-huh. The tech show and the technology <laughs> it, wasn't working. The, the cable came out of the back of the computer, and we just realized that. Wow, that, that you, is unbelievable. Uh, I meant to mention this, this to you. you. You were talking about Alibaba. Do uh-huh. you know about Alibaba's Singles Day?
4: No, I have okay. no idea. Okay,
3: it is their biggest uh, shopping extravaganza day of the year. This is a, it is um takes place on Sunday, November 11th. I don't know if it's that if it's a, it must be like a, that like the second mm-hmm. Sunday of November. Uh it's the Anti Valentine's Day Festival for Singles promoted as a chance for shoppers to spend on gifts for themselves or other single friends. Wow. And it's grown into a massive global showcase that brought in 25.3 billion dollars last year. Wow. So Singles Day.
2: Singles Day,
3: that's right. Alibaba, there you go. I've been hanging on to that for (laughs) six weeks. Wow. The the anti-Valentine's Day. There you go. All right. Very good. Okay, it is Saturday morning, and you are listening to Tech Talk Radio, heard on the (laughs) Federal News Network. Federal News Radio, we're at 1500 AM, 1035 FM (laughs) HD 2, and 1039 FM HD 2. You can watch us do the show, and you can see us drink eggnog this morning and eat stupid cookies uh, by (laughs) downloading the Periscope app to your device and following us at
1: WFED Tech Talk.
4: And it doesn't show signs of stopping.
1: If it's technology, it's Tech Talk Radio. IT trends, software, the Internet, and IT careers. More of Tech Talk Radio, presented by Stratford University, coming up in a moment.
5: featuring Mr. Big Voice, with musical guest, the Stratford University Junkyard Band, and your host, Dr. Richard Shirts.
2: Uh, yes, thank you, thank you. Please sit down, sit down. I mean, the champagne's coming on later, uh, yeah, I later, th- they're please. They're
3: behaving because they want the champagne. Put
2: your glasses away, champagne's coming later. Now... As you know, this is not simply a radio show. It's Classroom of the Airwaves, and we evaluate whether you have been listening with a pop quiz. And if you get the right answer to the pop quiz, you'll get tickets to fine dining, and you'll also get A plus for this show. Remember, earlier in the show I talked about Chen Wei, and the first ride hailing company that he started was called Didi Dashi. Now what does Didi Dashi mean when you translate it? That's the question. That is the question. Okay.
5: If you know the answer to today's question, well, great. Don't just sit there like a Yule log. Pick up your phone and give us a call. If you're dialing from west of the Rockies, it's 877-936-9333. If you're calling from east of Playa del Shirts, Virginia, while winterizing your jet ski, it's 877-936-9333. If you're standing around in the snow waiting for your Uber in get call us on a wildcard line 877-936-9333 and of course the seasonally popular international line 877-936-39333 or 1-800-Hickory Farm. that's more than <laughs> seven numbers yeah anyway okay and if you want to call us from
2: Arabel Kurdistan the location of our newest location You can simply reach us with Skype, connect to Tech Talk Radio 1, and your call will be forwarded to the studio free of charge.
5: Andrew Mitchell, our adjunct professor for prize distribution and crowd control, is standing by to take your call, so dial now. Andrew is
3: also our head elf. So when was the last time you ever got a Hickory Farms item? uh, It's been a while.
5: I really We
3: were talking about that and how much, you know what, that used to be the highlight of Christmas.
2: Yeah, and it's been years since I've gotten a fruitcake been years uh,
3: i think i have one in the trunk i no, use it as a I, no, spare tire I, i'm
2: not really i'm not begging for a fruitcake no. actually but
3: actually i think the phones are lighting up with people yes. trying to send you fruitcakes okay okay
2: so let's talk about a little you know the fc the uh, california tried to do something very tricky out there you know they just if, if it if it uh if it moves yeah. they, they tax it right and so they decided because they they're always want to tax something new that they decided to tax text messages. Can you imagine? Every time you send a text message, they they were going to tax it. They said because a text message, see, they're allowed to text, they're allowed to tax telephone services. And so they said, well, a text message is sort of like a telephone service. So they they actually classified text messages as a telecommunication service, which could be taxed, and so they were going to tax text messages. Well, the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, came – into California, and they declared text messages as an information service, not subject to tax. So after the FCC exerted their authority, the legislators in California decided to withdraw their tax on text messages.
3: Mm, Okay. All right. I think we have somebody who'd like to play our little game today. Let's turn that down a little bit, and let's go to line... Oh, it's the international line. It's Judith who is calling from Bowie, which of course is an international location. Yes. Yes. Good morning, Judith. How are you? Very fine,
1: thank you.
3: Happy holidays to you.
2: Yes. Earlier Happy in the show, earlier in the show, I talked about Cheng Wei. He started uh, a Didi, the, uh, and the first name of Didi was Didi Dashi. Now, what does that translate to when you try tran- you know when translate it into English?
1: Beep beep, call taxi. That is correct. There you Woo-hoo.
3: go, Judith. I hope we've made your uh, your holiday is a little brighter because Absolutely. you're going to win some free tickets. <laughs> Hang on. We're going to send you back to Lead Elf Andrew Mitchell. Happy holidays to you and yours. It is Saturday morning, and you are indeed listening to Tech Talk Radio. This is a Federal News Radio, <laughs> part of the Federal News Network, 1500 AM, 103.5 FM HD2 and 103.9 FM HD2. You can watch us do the show by downloading the Periscope app to your device and us at WFED Tech Talk. We'll be right back.
0: Stratford makes a cybersecurity career reality with accelerated classes, year-round program starts, and both on-campus and online options to fit your busy schedule. All disciplines are offered, including digital forensics, networking, and telecommunications, and our full line of degrees, including a master's in cybersecurity. Find the future of you with a future in cybersecurity. Go to stratford.edu cybersecurity today. That's stratford.edu cybersecurity. If it's technology,
4: it's Tech Talk Radio. IT trends, software, the Internet, and IT careers. Here's Dr. Richard Shirts of Stratford University with Tech Talk Radio. Welcome
2: back to Tech Talk Radio. We're in the virtual faculty lounge at Stratford University talking technology. Let's talk about Some of the 10 best gifts for techies. Oh, I always love this. I love when you do this. Well, the number one on the list this year, I think, is going to be the Apple Watch Series 4. Apple has finally gotten their watch right. Now, the newest Apple Watch, it's it's the perfect gift for the person who always wants the latest gadget. It's running the new S4 dual-core 64-bit CPU, and it continues to expand features and what we want to expect from a smartwatch. Now... They, this particular watch, in addition to all the other things like take, carrying time, to, you know, you can get your text messages, you can use it as a walkie-talkie mode, you get all of that, it comes with the Model 3, but this one has an electrocardiogram sensor, the first of its kind that's integrated into the smartwatch, and it can monitor heart health, including slow or irregular heartbeat, and it'll alert you to if anything is abnormal. And it stores the data that you can share it with your doctor. It also has got an improved accelerometer and gyroscope, which is useful if you're hitting the trail, want to run, exercise, or also for older folks that want an extra layer of safety. If you fall... And are motionless for 60 seconds, the watch will contact the emergency services automatically. Wow,
3: that's pretty cool. So it's actually more and more features. I've fallen and I can't get up on a higher tech level. That's right, exactly. Now that is that you can get that
2: for 3.99. Uh, it says from three ninety nine, not three dollars ninety nine. No, no, three hundred ninety nine dollars. Oh, okay. Because then you could, if you want to get the fancy band and sort of make it look prettier, it can, you can spend more than that on it. Okay, the second item uh, on the list would be the Amazon Echo Plus, second generation. Now this is nice because this, you know, of course you can play your music, listen to radio, radio shows. You can listen to you can listen to Tech Talk Radio with the Amazon Alexa. But this also has the built in Alexa assistant. Which gives you the power to control your entire house. You could ask Alexa to switch on smart lights, turn up the thermostat, lock the doors, and more. It's $149 from Amazon. I've got quite a few of these Echo Pluses. The Fitbit Alta. This is like they're getting their Fitbits trying to compete, of course, with uh, with the uh, you know with the smartwatch. The Fitbit Alta is a perfect gift gift for health-conscious techie because it tracks the steps taken, the distance traveled, the number of floors climb, the calories burned, the time spent on active and passive patterns, and it'll send you reminders if you aren't moving enough. I mean, the Apple Watch does that too, but the claim to fame of the Fitbit Alta, it's only $149, not $399. Then the Amazon Smart Plug. I mean, they're, they're integrating stuff. You know, This is a plug that hooks up to Wi-Fi. It's very easy. Just plug it in, and then you open up the Alexa app, and you can add the Smart Plug and, you can, uh, and you, can, you, know, you can turn on LEDs, turn off LEDs, turn on lamps, turn off the lamps. So what I did, I got one of these Amazon smart plugs, and I hooked it up to the Wi-Fi, and I named my smart plug Tree. <laughs> so I come home, and I say, Alexa, turn on the tree, and the Christmas tree turns on. And I say, Alexa, turn off the tree, and the Christmas tree turns off.
3: That's incredible. So,
2: you know, because, uh, you know, I I, I I got people in the house that can't remember, like, complicated names, but they can remember Tree. And it's not an issue.
3: Whatever happened to flipping the switch on the wall? Yeah. I know that's not that hard, but...
2: You've got Hold it. You've got to walk over to the switch. But... What happens if you're sitting there... You know, uh, sitting there in the, the TV chair watching TV, and then you don't want to walk over to flip the switch.
3: Here's how I look at it. It's a couple more steps on my Fitbit every day. That's, well, that's the way I look at it. That's another way to look at it.
2: Now, this is, this is kind of the, my, my dream this year, the Robo R2 3D printer. The Robo R2, it's a self-leveling printer with automatic calibration. The the problem with these 3D printers, you've got to level them and calibrate them. This does it all automatically, so it saves you a lot of issues. It's got a 5-inch color touchscreen and Wi-Fi connectivity. You can connect it to your cell phone or your tablet, and you can print things uh, up to— and you can print three-dimensional items up to 8 inches by 8 inches by 10 inches— and it's uh, it includes a second extruder, which means you can print two different materials at the same time. It supports thirty materials, and it's fifteen hundred dollars on Amazon. Hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean okay. these three D
2: printers are coming down. That's that's sort of that's I I like to print stuff three uh, D printers. You know, I like I, I like to have the first three D printer on the cul-de-sac. I mean, because you know, you know, do you have one? Not yet. We we, I, I think we
3: 2019. We
2: have, we have several of them at the school because we teach that stuff at Stratford University, but I don't have one at home yet. And uh but you know I'm telling you I I, I really don't think it would impress my neighbors, but it would impress me.
3: Um I think it would you would impress me if you brought in stuff. Uh, I've been watching I've, been, I've gotten hooked on these car shows on Motor Trend where uh-huh. they take old cars back apart and put it back together. They had they were doing a show about uh, I forget what kind of car it was, but they couldn't find a part. So they ha- they actually do some regular business with a company that owns these 3D printers, and that's what they do is they make stuff that you need. Yeah. So they were making plastic parts for this car, it was fascinating to watch.
2: That is—you know, Elon Musk uses 3D printing in titanium to make parts for some of his rocket. I, mm-hmm. It's cheaper to do 3D printing than to try to machine it.
3: I, I can imagine.
2: So the, uh, now here's a little gift. It's only $37, the uh, Sphero Mini Orange. It's an app-controlled robot the size of a ping-pong ball, and you can, uh, you can program it, and it rolls around the room, and it does its own thing. And you can, you can roll it around uh, it using face drive, where it will use facial recognition to track where, where you are, and it will steer toward your face. It's equipped with an accelerometer, a gyroscope, LED lights, and it's a, it's a good thing for kids to play with and r- learn a little bit about programming. Sphero EDU app lets them experiment with coding and writing their own JavaScript for the robot. And it's only $37. It's a great way to learn coding. Sphero a Mini Orange. Now, the Oculus Rift virtual reality headset. This is, uh, <laughs> this is you know, you sit there and immersive in, immersed in the world of virtual reality. You can play all sorts of games that that it supports. You can watch a virtual reality movie. You can navigate yourself around the earth. Now, the problem is when you put these things on, you can't really see the Area around them, so So you could
3: get yourself killed wearing one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People,
2: you know, people, you know, they're wearing them and they're walking around and thinking they're in this virtual space, and actually, they're just they they just might, uh, you know, run into a lamp or a bus or a bus. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so you got to be you you have to have some you have to have some situational awareness when you got your virtual reality headset on. Now that's and these are really getting good now, and now the price for this Oculus Rift is three hundred and forty nine dollars from Best Buy. Then you got uh, another item. that's kind of these are only things that I like, by the way. This is very, of course. This is a very kind of a selective kind of of, of, of gift list.
3: So if you're looking for something to give, Doctor Shirts.
2: That's right. These are these are all I call these these not uh, yeah. These are more like Rick gifts. (laughs) 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 Then we've got the uh, the GoPro Hero Seven Black. Now the GoPro camera. This this particular GoPro camera goes uh, underwater up to 33 feet. And it uh, it's got a 12 megapixel camera, and it's got great photo results. And uh, the Hero 7, uh, it also it has something called Super Photo that incorporates a variety of photo technologies that gives you the best possible image possible. It's got a 4K video capture. And it's uh, really a nice little device for you GoPro hero fans. That's 392 and on Amazon. And you don't I,
3: have a GoPro, do you? No, I don't. See, I think this would have come in handy for the Escapade where the laptop was left on top of the car. It could. And, and the, the jet ski incident last year Yes. when the phone went in the water. Yes. I think you need a GoPro. I really, I,
2: I think I need some, some serious help in this arena. Mm-hmm. Then the last one is the Bose QuietComfort headset. This quiet comfort headset—it's it's wireless. It's uh, has noise noise-canceling headphones, and they are the best. And it's got built built-in Google Assistant, so you can say uh, Alexa, play, uh, you know, play uh, Tech Talk Radio on WFED, and what you else pull did you it right in. To? That's right. <laughs> I mean, not well. Not everybody listens to Tech Talk twenty four seven. Although if we're you,
3: trying to change. Although
2: that. if you go to the Tech Talk website, every show that we've had since the year two thousand is there. You could listen twenty four seven for a few weeks, and you'd have Tech Talk till you didn't want any more Tech Talk. So that <laughs> Bose, Bose Quiet Comfort Headset, it, it it'll operate twenty hours with uh, without charging. And you can get it for $2.99 on Amazon now. It's regularly $3.49. So there you go. Some of the best gifts for 2018. I call them Rick gifts.
3: There you go. So uh, hurry now. Amazon will still get it to Rick shirts in time for the holidays if you order today. It's Saturday morning. You're listening to Tech Talk Radio here on the Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. 1500 AM, 103.5 FM HD2, 103.9 FM HD2. We're not just a classroom of their airwaves or radio show. We're a TV show. If you watch us on Periscope, download the Periscope app to your device.
1: Follow us at WFED Tech Talk.
0: If it's technology, it's Tech Talk Radio.
4: IT trends, software, the internet, and mm. IT careers. Here's Dr. Richard Schertz of Stratford University with Tech Talk Radio.
2: Welcome to Tech Talk Radio. We're in the virtual faculty lounge of Stratford University talking technology, but now we're going to have a little bitty celebration we here are, right yes. in the studio. I think
3: Andrew needs to come in. I think Andrew, Andrew needs Andrew to does come need in. to come in here. here. Yes.
2: Yes. Uh, Mr. Big Voice, would you pass the, the, the Christmas cookies around to the audience in here?
3: Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold your
2: turn. Just don't don't crowd around, uh, Mister Big Voice. I think pass the cookies around. You
3: know, it was sixty degrees here yesterday. Yes. And today it's down in the forties and windy. I think we need to light the uh, the tech talk U-Log. Uh oh. Wait a minute. It got out of control. <laughs> That's a blast furnace. <laughs> That's it's, it's a pizza oven or something. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, so much for that. Um, okay. So we have we have cookies. We have. Um, Ugly sweater Christmas cookies. This is my tech gift of the year. <laughs> Low tech, as in, uh, this is a kit from uh, Trader Joe's. Wow, cookies are pre-made. They give you icing <laughs> and sprinkles and stuff, and you do you decorate your own. God awful looking Christmas sweater. Well, you so know, what? At,
2: at the at the Christmas parties at Stratford, we always have the ugly sweater contest. Ah, but we're very careful to only judge people who have entered the contest. Because there have been times when we somebody was an ugly sweater winner and they and thought they, their sweater was not ugly. They
3: didn't realize <laughs> that they were in, in, in participating in No, this. they
2: didn't really realize it. So now we're very very careful with that.
3: So I've also brought with me this morning something. I brought this south of the border and I managed to get through customs with High's Eggnog. Which wow. for those of us in Baltimore is uh, this is probably the finest eggnog yes. in the Baltimore area. So that's what we're enjoying that. It is unspiked
2: no, no, and we're giving it unspiked to the audience.
3: The hosts, oh, the hosts get the spiked I was version. i I was feeling lightheaded. <laughs> I'm a lightweight. So anyway, so there you go. Uh, that's our. We're having our little Christmas party in here. It's we're tough just eating cookies and enjoying talk.
2: ourselves, and we're going to pass all these things around to the. Mm-hmm. To the studio audience, you want to talk about the top 2018 iPhone apps, or should we eat our cookies now? I think
3: we should. Well, as this is a classroom of the airways, they will learn nothing from us eating, other than we are pigs. (laughs) So let's just do the iPhone app.
2: Okay, so let's talk about the top 2018 iPhones, iPhone apps. And it's kind of interesting. The number one app that was downloaded this year was YouTube. The number two app was Instagram. And that's Instagram, is really all the young folks using that to share stuff. And then Snapchat, that's the ephemeral. Number three is Snapchat. And, uh, you know, that's the ephemeral one where you chat and then your message disappears. Then Messenger and then Facebook. Bitmoji is number six. Netflix is number seven. Google Maps is number eight. Gmail is number nine. Spotify Music is number 10. Then we've got Amazon, number. 11. I'm using almost all of these, but yeah. except I don't use Instagram or Snapchat.
3: Because you're not a young person.
2: I know. Uber is number 12. WhatsApp, Messenger. I use WhatsApp to talk to international yeah. folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pandora I use all the time number 14. Wish. I don't even use that. I had to look it up. This is like What a, is it? It's like a shopping app. Oh, okay. It's what you wish for. TikTok is number 16. I've never used that. That is a short-form video. And that's turned out. That is a high growth area. It's a little bit like uh, Instagram, except for video, and you put very short videos v- uh, up, and you—they're called TikToks, and mm-hmm. it's very popular. A cash app, where you can you know share you know sh- share money with your friends if you want to split a bill. That's become very popular. I don't use Wish, TikTok, or Cash App. Google Photos is number 18. Google Chrome is number 19. And get look at this. Twitter number 20.
3: Wow, because it
2: has really dropped in the ratings uh-huh. in the past year. You know, I think I think there's just too much twittering going on. There
3: is okay. So I do not have number one. I do not have the YouTube app. I do not. I I did Snapchat for like a day, and I thought I, this is stupid. I don't get it. So yeah. that, that went away. But I do do Instagram. That's a fun way to share to share pictures. Yeah, Instagram's really popular. Uh, so yeah. So you got that, and uh, and then you know, I think I'm good up until you get to um... Wish. Well, I don't have Amazon. <laughs> I do have Uber. I do have WhatsApp, Pandora, and okay. then Wish. After Wish, I'm off. You know, I do have Google. I have one of the Googles on there, but I, yeah, I can't remember which one. That's was. right. Whatever. Who cares, right? Who cares what we have on our phones? Well, let's talk, um, Go ahead. What do you want to talk about? Blocking robocalls now. Let's what, do that. What do you think? And then we'll take a break after that. So there's
2: a there's a there's a problem. You know, we get all these robocalls coming in from politicians and from stores, and it's kind of a distracting. And you know, how can you block these robocalls? Now, if you don't get too many of them, you can simply you can simply uh, select the phone number, and then you can tap the information icon right beside it, the lowercase i, and you can select block this caller. But what happens is the, um, the, um, uh, these guys get smart, and they keep changing their phone numbers. So you're constantly blocking a different mm. phone number, so mm-hmm. it, really, it really doesn't work. now. Now you can pay for apps like AT&T and Verizon and other carriers offer apps that will block cell phone calls and they have blacklists and they dynamically update the ba- update the blacklist so you can get Verizon Caller ID Name ID app for two ninety nine per month per line and you can then block and it will dynamically block calls based on the blacklist or and you can add block calls to it and AT&T also has something called Mobile Security and Call Protect app but here's the most interesting way to do it. And there's there's also a there's also a couple of other apps that that are that are third party apps. There's Nomo no Robo, and Robo Killer, and those mm. are those are like a, around a dollar a month if you mm. want to get a subscription there. But here's the most effective way to block these calls on say your iPhone. You can go to Do Not Disturb. Op- click Do Not Disturb, and then select allow only calls from my contact list, boom, nobody gets through. It absolutely stops it wow, all. Wow, that's great. Isn't that a good idea? That's a good idea. Yeah, and then uh, and, and for Android, Android doesn't have that option, but they have an app called Calls Blacklist that you can get it. But that, uh, that idea of just... Only line calls from contacts and leaving your phone in the do not disturb mode is not a bad idea.
3: It's not at all. You know what? I, I'm just we'll do the time management on the air here. I think you got time to maybe do one or two more things because okay. we don't need that much time for champagne, or we do. Well, whatever. We don't need but too much. I, I want just... to hear about the iPhone Slim for sure.
2: Yeah. So let's let's do the eSIM. I've actually had a E-SIM, little bit the yeah the eSIM. You know, this is instead of having the SIM card, you put in an eSIM and. It has finally arrived for the iPhone. You know, originally I said, well, it was in the iPhone 10, iPhone X, and then I said, no, it's not really there. they got a regular SIM. Well, this let me ex- clarify all of that issue. please. It turns out that the iPhone X, the iPhone XS, and the iPhone XS Max, uh, they all had the eSIM built into it, and they also had a SIM card, traditional SIM card slot. So when it came out... You had to use the orig- you have to use the original SIM card slot because that's the default, and it turns out that they didn't. The operating system did not support the eSIM, and the carriers did not support the eSIM. So since we first talked about it, they've done an upgrade to the iOS so it supports the eSIM, and now the carriers support the eSIM. Mm. So now it actually has it. So you can actually have your conventional SIM card, and then you can have another phone number with the eSIM. And so that is actually, I think eventually we'll get rid of SIM cards. You can just reprogram it uh, all you, uh, as, you know, as, as you change carriers. Now, if you want to put in a phone number in the eSIM, which is not from your carrier, the phone has to be unlocked. They won't let you change carriers with the eSIM unless the phone is unlocked. So that is probably one concession they made for the carriers. You've got to have an operating system greater than 12.1.1. And if you are dealing with any of the big telcos, that are going to support the eSIM. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, all support it. So I think that's a big breakthrough. The
3: eSIM has finally arrived. Excellent. Stand by. We are going to take you into the world of. Being booze hounds coming up yes, in Yes, indeed. All right. This is a Tech Talk Radio. You're listening to us on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network, 103.5 fmht 2 103.9 FMHG2, and most importantly, 1500 AM. Watch us through the show. Download the Periscope app to your device. Follow us at WFED Tech Talk. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some cor-
0: If it's technology,
4: it's Tech Talk Radio. IT trends, software, the internet, and IT careers. Here's Dr. Richard Shirts of Stratford University with Tech Talk Radio.
2: Welcome to Tech Talk Radio. We're in the virtual faculty lounge at Stratford University, talking technology. You know this um, spiked eggnog pump is real. Eggnog punch is really good. Eggnog
3: pump. <laughs> you, uh, ha- yeah. you really Woo. have been hitting uh, the eggnog no. hey now. now. Are now? you are <laughs> you still drunk from last night or it was
2: it, it was a rough night last <laughs>
3: night? Yeah, it was, I, was a rough night. But you I'm, did tell me you were going to a party. Yeah, that's right. We did go to a party,
2: and it was a, it was quite a rousing party there in Baltimore.
3: <laughs> was the fire so, department called? No, the, no, they weren't
2: called. <laughs> now the thing is. I want to talk about something very serious as we enter this holiday season. Yes. You must understand the physics of champagne. We must. The physics of champagne. Now, a team of scientists from the University of Reims have revealed the secrets behind the bubbles in champagne. Uh-huh. And why your glass might leave the wine as flat as a pancake <laughs> or fizzling furiously. A single bottle of champagne... How do, I don't know how they calculate this, contains 10 million bubbles. Uh,
3: yeah, I wonder how you do that.
2: As the bubbles reach the surface of the wine, they explode. <laughs> a phenomenon known as the Worthington Jet, and this has been captured by scientists using 5,000 frames per second. As it explodes, it makes a tiny crater in the surface. The crater closes up and then ejects a tiny thread of liquid, which then breaks into droplets that can fly up to 10 centimeters. Now that's why when you're drinking it, you 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 feel this tingle on your nose because you're being hit by Worthington Jets. <laughs> Worthington Jets. <laughs> now this is this is critical information. It is critical when you're going to a party. It's news
3: you can use.
2: News you can use. I mean you go to a party, I mean you can talk Worthington Jets
3: all evening. And watch the room clear out.
2: Now they also <laughs> You know, I do have that problem at parties. Once I start talking, everybody leaves. They also figured out why the string of bubbles known as beads rise from certain points in the glass. It happens that when there are microscopic fibers left by a kitchen towel or just airborne particles that stick to the side of the glass, Hmm. they allow the molecules of dissolved carbon dioxide to coalesce and form bubbles. So these imperfections cause, nucleate the bubbles. This finding is important for champagne lovers and for the hotel industry. Glasses that are retrieved from a dishwasher, where they've been washed and blown dry upside down, are so ultra clean that you hardly get any bubbles.
3: Not in my dishwasher.
2: That's no, but but if you if, if you wipe it with a cloth 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 on the inside. Oh, this just this, uh, this eggnog is really good. Yeah, it
3: really is <laughs> what, what is uh, what if you serve your champagne in di- and just in dirty glasses? never wash them. Well that would
2: that would of course work, but nobody would drink it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it would look Now, top
2: end manufacturers have solved this problem. Now what they do down at the bottom of the flute, the champagne flute, they sandblast it, uh-huh. so there's a tiny crown of spots on the bottom of the glass that creates flaws to nucleate the bubble. So your really good champagne glasses, you'll see all the bubbles coming from the bottom because that bottom point has been sandblasted. Now, should you drink champagne from a tall or a long stem glass or a shallow cup? Now, <laughs> shallow cup, shallow cups, uh, you know, CO2 loses one-third of its... Uh, of its gas, it you know they, they, it loses it one-third faster because it's the pressure just, you know, it's gone. Right. But if you put it in a flute, then the CO2 gas stays in the champagne a little bit longer. Now, here's the thing. Have you ever noticed that it's just not the same drinking champagne out of a plastic cup?
3: It is not the same. Have
2: you ever noticed that? It's, it, it's because the sides of a plastic cup are hydrophobic or liquid-repelling, and that means that the bubbles stick to the side of the plastic cup. Interesting. So there are no bubbles, but they're all on the side of the cup. So the easiest way to form finer bubbles is to reduce the quantity of CO2, which is dissolved in the champagne, and this is linked to the amount of sugar. See, how they actually make the champagne, they'll they'll first of all ferment the wine, and then after the wine is fermented with the first fermentation, they'll add sugar, and then they'll cork it up, In the second fermentation, they don't allow the CO2 gas to escape. Ah. And so it pushes into... The uh, into the wine, and so that was sort of discovered by accident when they when they actually bottled wine in this one uh, in this one uh, uh, in this one uh, place in France. Pierre, uh, you know, uh, there where they bottled wine and they corked it too fast, and the fermentation was still going on. So now what we want to do is we want to have now a little test.
3: Okay. On our wine, so All let's
2: right. let's open up the wine bottle. Oh, oh, there we hello, go. Hello.
3: Watch your eyes. There we go. Oh. Okay.
2: Okay, now let's Oh yeah, let's pour the pour the glasses. Mm-hmm. Now you notice here, you, you see this? Can can I take a sip Jim, while well, I'm
3: even though I Oh, we're yeah, talking. it's not going to mix well with the egg no, okay. but go right ahead. All right,
2: so let, now you notice here this one champagne glass. No, see how the bubbles are coming right from the bottom right there. Okay, now let's Now look at this plastic cup. They're uh-huh. just they're just all stuck it's to the all side. Stuck to the it side. just But now I tell you, I'm still going to drink the the of champagne out are. of the plastic cup because
3: Why the, waste it? You do not You waste never
2: it. waste champagne no. even when you're on a radio show. That's correct. So in this uh, and now notice this other champagne glass that does that not have the sand blasting at the bottom. We just don't get that many we just don't get that many uh, bubbles from it.
3: Is it possible if, that if they left the, the, the fermentation process going on too long that the bottle would just explode? Would it just keep making and making CO2 into the bottle couldn't take it anymore?
2: It j- it'll just keep making until the sugar's all consumed. That's, oh. that's why. Ah, they, that's once, the magic. Once the sh- So they, they regulate the amount by the amount of sugar in the second ferm- fermentation. All right. But that's also why the champagne glasses, bottles are a little bit thicker.
3: All right, we got to run. Okay. All right, we'll see you next week on Tech Talk Radio.
0: Tech Talk Radio is sponsored by Stratford University. For more information on courses at Stratford University, call 1-800-444-0804. Thanks for listening to Tech Talk Radio Online.